Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Where can I find Van Wilder? In the Guinness Book of World Records, man, on the Rattus Doodle Live. From National Lampoon. My name is Van. And this is my home. I love this place. His popularity is unrivaled. I would like to be your assistant. What can we do for you? I want to take you through the car wash, baby, you know, and get it waxed. Oh, mommy. His coolness is unquestioned. Sick boy, how you doing? That ointment really worked. Thanks. His exploits. I'm doing a human interest piece on you. Well, I'm, I'm flattered. I'd love for your piece to be on me. Our legendary. Take your clothes off. I'm not taking off my clothes. Uh, well, it is the naked mile run. Everybody else is in their birthday suits. Except that guy. This spring, Van is still in school for the better part of a decade. He'll be cut off. Dad, I place to stop payment on this semester's check. Hello, and welcome to this Patreon Pal episode of The Worst Idea of All Time, featuring Guy Montgomery, Hello. Tim Bat, Hello. and a dog. Woof, woof. You uh, might hear Rufus come through on the record. He is a little pup, and I can't leave him alone at the moment. So he's he's hanging out, spending a lot of time in the Little Empire Studios. Well, does that mean that Rufus saw some... Uh, Dog representation while watching Van Wilder party liaison with you, Tim? Sadly, not. Um, because I watched it last night when he was sleeping in one of his brief two-hour windows. Ah, okay. Well, look, this, to start things off, obviously uh, the movie that we have been asked to watch is Van Wilder party liaison, uh, a yes. 2002 film from Harvard's National Lampoon production company. I don't know if they're associated with Harvard anymore. Uh now, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the film, Tim, mm. uh, I feel like partially this is must have been chosen because you have a relationship that's been publicized on various different episodes of the podcast with this movie. We're Absolutely. In, was it in your final year of high school? Uh, I think it might have been second to last. Oh, yeah, it was one of the two, either seventh form or sixth form. You persuaded your media studies teacher to use this movie as uh, a source material for what sort of essay or study? Yeah, so what it was was uh, I I really enjoyed media studies. I was a pretty good student and Big D, as, as I called him, I, I want to say I started that nickname for him, which persists to this day. Mr. Neil was what everyone else called him. Um, but Derek entrusted to me the decision uh, on what movie we were going to study. I didn't actually realize this at the time, but it was kind of for the big exam at the end of the year um, for, for like a, a film study. And I said, Van Wilder, please. And he said, I've never heard of it. Let's do that. And then um, we did. We watched oh, okay. it. We critiqued it. And then a whole lot of students from Onslow College in Wellington that year wrote an essay about a movie that has dogs, semen, buns being consumed as a college prank, and uh, the New Zealand Qualifications Authority wrote a sternly worded letter to my school um, saying, and hey, don't. Can I say, understandably so, Big D, do we call this teacher? Yeah. I don't doubt that this guy was fun, but, you know, uh, to be a good teacher, you've got to be a teacher first and a friend second, and... Uh, 
I think I watched this movie around about its release date. Um, but you know, watching it through the eyes of an adult, I don't know that this is this is fit for uh, critical discussion, you know, and, and secondary examinations. It definitely wasn't, and I don't think he thought that it was either, but it was kind of one of those things where the school schedule was so packed that once we had spent, like, you know, two periods watching the thing, that time was down the drain, so it was already a sunk cost. We had to make something with it. We couldn't just start another movie, so we just had to roll with it. With due respect, if you're talking about High school media studies. I don't think time is such a precious commodity that you can't claim those two periods back. I don't know, man. I don't know. All I, all I can tell you is the way I saw it at the time. Uh, it's been many years, but um, I was, you know, I was pretty proud of the fact that I managed oh. to get a letter for the school. That was good. Uh, undoubtedly. I feel like uh, part of the inspiration for wanting Van Wilder to be the case study for your class was probably taken, you know, uh, it was probably inspired by some of Van Wilder's behavior, his sort of legendary status on campus, tertiary campus, but campus all the same. Yeah. Uh, and and you sort of, you know, as any, what you would have been, I guess. 16, 17? Yeah. And, you know, you would have, you would have wanted to walk, in his, walk a mile in his shoes. From memory, my brother, John, gave me this movie on DVD. Uh, for like Christmas or something. And he said, this is a movie that I watch when I can't be bothered going to university. And it, and then it sort of inspires me to go. So he gave it to me. And uh, I loved this movie straight off the bat. And can I tell you guys what the fullness of time? I still fucking love it. I hadn't seen it in about six or seven years. <laughs> I could quote pretty much every line. I, I knew every um, uh, inconsistency and mistake that's in the film even before I fired the thing up. That's how many times I've seen it. I And I was waiting for my previous love of this film to be sort of rectified because I, I understand it is not a great piece of cinema necessarily, but nah, man, I fucking still love this movie. I can't look at it objectively. It is too embedded into my, my psyche mm. growing up. But um, So that's why I'm real keen to hear what you have to say because I just had a fucking good time watching an old classic. Uh, look, it was, it was pretty... Uh... It was not challenging to get through. A breezy, you know, 92 minutes. And, and pacey. The thing y- keeps moving. And uh, certainly there were, you know, parts of it that were familiar, you know, like uh, around the same time we've got Road Trip, we've got American Pie, uh, all sorts of, you know, we've got not another teen movie, scary yeah. movie. Like it's, uh, even though those two are of a slightly different genre, they're all in a very familiar wheelhouse, which makes it, uh, I think, in a similar way, even though I wasn't as familiar with Van Wilder, very easy watching because it's like you're watching the same tropes, the same gags play out, and it does tickle some uh, nostalgic part of you that's like, oh, yeah, I remember these movies. Uh, could you, but beyond that, beyond the nostalgia buzz, could you not, uh, did you enjoy it at all just on its own merits? Uh, no. No, not at all. Oh, gutted what about the undeniable charm of ryan reynolds yeah look there's uh there's no denying that ryan reynolds is a very charismatic guy um and like yeah i mean you can't even even this movie couldn't bury how charismatic he he genuinely is but uh i you know and like they 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 paint like you know the the who's the guy who's Tara Reed's boyfriend the med student. Okay, let's get into it, guy. Let's explain what this movie is for those who haven't seen it. And it sounds like this is going to be a real worst idea, fifty fifty on the fence as to whether or not you should rent this thing. Van Wilder Party Liaison is a movie about a guy called Van Wilder, portrayed by the uber talented Ryan Reynolds, who is a guy who's been at university for seven years and he just hangs out. Everyone loves him. He's very integrated into all the different parts of the school. He is the big man on campus. He runs fundraisers for the swim team. He connects people to partners who who get married. He is just like a central nucleus through which all parts of the school run. Um, And he's, he's having a great time. He loves his life. And... The movie follows the events of Gwen, who is played by Tara Reid, who we will talk about in depth very soon. Uh, She writes for the school newspaper. So she's a student journalist, 
uh, very ambitious, very highly strung, and she gets tasked by her editor to write a huge piece on Van Wilder, this guy who everyone kind of knows and loves but doesn't know very many details about his life. And so she um, begrudgingly sets off on what she thinks is a soft news piece, and uh, predictably he ends up hitting on her, and she's got a boyfriend called Richard who is uh, in medical school, I guess. Yeah. They keep calling him pre-med. I'm not sure what that means in American terms. The American he's like, system, he's, but... a, he's a medical undergrad who's looking to yeah. get placed in some nice department. I don't know. Northwestern. He is interviewing to go to Northwest, Northwestern, which I think is in New Hampshire. And so it uh, follows the events of basically will they want they with Van and Gwen while Richard is the um, protagonist, uh, the antagonist. He's the fold for um, the foil rather for Van and they, they are playing pretty high stakes pranks on one another throughout the film and sort of trading places for Gwen's affections. That is more or less the entire film. Would you yeah. say? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You've got Cal Penn thrown in there for good measure as his assistants. Assistant, Jesse, sorry. Jesse Pinkman's in this movie, which I never knew. So watching it recently, there's there's a line in the movie um, right at the start where we're at a party. I think it's at Van's apartment or it might be somewhere else. And uh, um, his dad, Van's dad, enters in to come and find him because it's been revealed that Van's dad has been paying for his college tuition the whole time and didn't really notice. And it's been brought to his attention. He's like, fuck that. My son has been there for seven years. I'm cutting off the checks. And he walks in and he goes up to a passed out um, college frat boy who turns out to be Jesse Pinkman, which I never realized before. And he goes, can you tell me where I can find Van Wilder? And Jesse Pinkman says, yeah, in the Guinness Book of World fucking Records, this is the raddest fucking dude alive. And then passes out again. Jesse, and when I heard the voice, I was like, it's Jesse Pinkman. And then I looked it up and it is. Jesse Pinkman's a character, of course, from Breaking Bad. For those of us like me who haven't seen it, a, a quick Google search told me it's Aaron Paul, who's also known for voicing Todd in BoJack Horseman. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, uh, what I was going to say, I mean, I think you've, you've captured, you know, uh, the essence of the film, Lord knows how, because, you know, it's quite a complex storyline and there's high stakes and a lot of twists and turns to navigate. They do a great job of painting uh, the pre-med student. What's his name again? Dick. Richard. R- Richard. Did you even watch the movie Pre-Med Dick? And another note which I hadn't noticed in my multiple previous watches of this film, because they only refer to it two times in the movie, his last name is Bag. So they named him Dick Bag, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah, it's a, look, it's a great gag, Tim. Uh, he does a good job of, like, He's the prototypical, you know, frat boy asshole who I feel like in terms of uh, the history of cinema, Bradley Cooper really uh, captured best in Wedding Crashes as Todd. Do you see that they are in the same canon of frat guy villains? Man, I cannot remember Wedding Crashes. I watched it once incredibly hungover many years Incredible. ago. I would mm. say, for reference, Wedding Crashes is probably my Van Wilder, even though it's uh, years later. It's a movie that Far I have... Out. Uh, a crazy sort of... I've seen an unholy amount of times. I used to watch it when I was hungover relentlessly. Three years after Van Wilder, it came out. Um, And I did enjoy that, but I found... Yeah, I just... <laughs> it's. I, I don't think time has been particularly kind to Van Wilder party liaison. It's certainly not a movie you could release today. That's <laughs> undeniable. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of too dumb. I think more than anything, like you can talk talk about yeah. all the social mores that we have now, but I think realistically, this movie is too stupid to be released it's, in it's, modern age to the it's cinemas. A, a throwback to a different era, right? And that is yeah. one thing I did enjoy in watching it was just how there was it was just so nothing. Uh, it was so stupid, and like, um, it does feel like it's harder to find something like you know something like this where there's not some sort of heavy handed. Or some sort of through line or moral to to latch onto. I mean, I guess they do sort of tie it up at the end with a "be yourself, grow up." I don't know. What, what would you guess, say? I guess the moral of Van Wilder is um, it's all about your own potential and believing in yourself and not being afraid. I guess. I guess it's about not being afraid of of pursuing things. Because for Gwen, it's like 
don't be afraid of breaking up with your boyfriend and actually going after this wildcat van, even though you think it's risky. And for Van, it's like, don't be afraid of actually graduating and getting out into the real world because uh, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, did you know that this, this as unlikely as it sounds, this film is based on uh, real life? Inspired? Well, who, who, where have you read this and who do they say it's inspired by? Uh, there's a Rolling Stone article about who a guy who's now quite a successful comedian called Bert Kreischer. Ah, oh, have you not heard of Bert? Uh, I've heard of him like entirely divorced from his college days, just as a right. as, as a presence in the world of stand-up comedy. So he he I'm like 99 percent sure I'm thinking of the right guy. He's got a story which is sort of commonly referred to online as the greatest story ever told about how he went to russia on a school a high school trip and got drunk with a bunch of mobsters and held up the train with them which i do recommend that lots of people call out the veracity of the story but for entertainment value it is undeniably fucking excellent so you should you should check that out there's another guy who was kind of knocking around at the same time that this movie came out called tucker max do you know tucker max i remember tucker max yeah did you re- so for those who don't know Tucker Max was I mean I guess now we call him a famous misogynist um Ab- and he absolutely sort of, in a he, way he he sort of apologized for his past life I think but he was this incredible asshole who was just this womanizing college frat boy but he fucking had the like a real gift for the written word and he used to pen these stories which were back in the old days of the internet and he had a, a website of his own which is essentially just a blog of his exploits going to parties i shudder to you know go back and read some of his work now but i remember in high school just fucking loving the stories he was telling about these wild nights out do you know yeah i remember uh around that time you sort of uh t- Tucker Max and then also Maddox, who called himself yeah. an internet pirate. They sort of ruled the roost. And although Maddox was sort of uh, more geekier and steeped in like internet culture, Tucker Max's was just like regaling stories of this. At the time, you know, what was this fantasy life of just being this absolute monster who was rolling around yeah. college parties and being the worst possible dude? Yeah. Uh, Maddox and, was the guy who had like a bunch of slogans and t-shirts going. It was like for every animal you don't eat, I'll eat ten or something, right? Like he just used to go vegetarians and vegans and shit. Yeah, um, I, yeah, he he also I remember what rose to prominence. Uh, what rose him to prominence in my world was he had a very funny uh, web page, which was uh, I can like reviewing kids' art. And it was just like all these different <laughs> children's art, and he was just calling it all fucking terrible, which uh, pretty prescient, I guess. You know, like that sort of humor is still present. But anyway, he also had a, a, a darker side. Um, but yeah, this is all in the same wheelhouse. So this Bert Kreischer yeah. story, that Russia story, I don't know about. But like, there was a, a quite a famous Rolling Stone article about his time at a university in uh, somewhere in Florida that is purportedly meant to have inspired, you know, Van Wilder. And, you know, you can see how in 2002 you pair Ryan Reynolds and Tara Reid together. You put the National Lampoon, which I suppose that, that, uh, you know, their brand might have still had some value back then on top of it. And you've got, you know, like... It's a, a modern-day animal house, I guess, in a sense. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But more moralistic, you've got to say, because for all the um, things we're saying about how this movie has dated terribly, and I think this is what I liked about it at the time, it's like it's very kind of jocular and macho and stupid and boyish, but it does kind of it does have a warm heart to it. Like, it's not... Um, I don't think it's... it's ah, fuck. I, well, I want to say even now, like it's not super problematic, is it? Or is it? No, it's pretty problematic, Tim. Okay, fine. But um, <laughs> you don't, you don't it's have got, to like that it, it is. Does, it does have a heart. It, this mo- I will defend that. This movie definitely has a heart. And Van Wilder as a character has, has a heart. And I think that um, a lot yes. of that is down to the heavy lifting of Ryan Reynolds' magnetism and skills as an actor. But man... 
I don't know. It's impossible for me to to, to judge this fairly. Like I said, it's too steeped no, yeah, into look, my it, like reptilian brain. But I didn't think this was bad at all. I really enjoyed watching in, it. No, in, in fairness to you, it's not problematic. And it's uh, like uh, overall as a as a piece of art, it's like it's more like the the jokes du jour of the time have aged terribly. Uh, as society, you know, like as uh, punching down has fallen out of vogue, and uh, you know, a lot of the laugh lines are at the expense of people who uh, have shortcomings in their lives in the film. Uh, but like, yeah, that's I, true. I would, I would not disagree that Van Wilder as a character, in spite of this, is still incredibly likable, which is a credit to Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and you know. It's a very uh, basic and male-skewed view of the world and university specifically, but um, everyone's, apart from like, you know, specifically designated antagonist in the form of dickbag, everyone's hearts are in the right place, you know, and I did very much enjoy the presence of whoever the guy who plays the sort of, uh, he's the crotchety university professor who Van Wilder keeps stealing his park. The Dean. Well, he wasn't the dean, though. He was like just some low-level yeah. economics professor. But he was like, when I saw him, I don't know what he's familiar from, but but I was like, oh yeah, this is, you know, everything was very comfortable. It was it wasn't difficult to get through the ninety minutes. It just also wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, so that's Professor McDougall who sort of takes the um the spot of that classic dean position, which is is in all of these movies. There's always like in. Uh, Animal House, I'm pretty sure it's the Dean. In Old School, it literally is the Dean of Students, who's played by um, Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. I, yeah. What were the the jokes that you remember laughing at when you first saw it that you you were excited to see again and uh, delivered? Oh, God. Um, Okay, so, well, all all I can really tell you is the ones that really, like, got me this week. I don't know, it's, um... It's just the little, the little like looks. There's a look to camera that Ryan Reynolds does, which sort of takes you back to like Ferris Bueller, that whole breaking of the fourth wall thing. Um, what are the good? There's just a lot of like good little kind of character actor interactions. I thought that the the back and forth between he and uh, Ms. Haver, who's this like old 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 woman who works in the university who um he hits on and then they end up fucking so that he can get an extension on paying his uh, semester's tuition and she's she's hilarious man i think she's so funny it's such a like you know broad comedy role that she's been asked to do but i reckon she's she's great when she like pulls off her wig and just puts it in his drops it in his lap and he just looks terrified. There's just so many little things like that, man. Ryan Reynolds is very good with playing with others. Tara <laughs> yeah. Reed, on the other hand, fucking doesn't even act in this like she is just reading lines. She is so far and away the worst performer in this film by such a huge margin. It is insane to me. Yeah. Um I'd just like to say before we do dig into Tara Reid's performance that uh, it, like listening to you affectionately reminisce on the film does tell me just how deep you are in with this movie because uh, you know while the c- comic objective of the scene you described was clear to me and I, I suppose on some level the idea of some hot young Ryan Reynolds you know having sex with an elderly woman is funny if only because it's unlikely it did not uh it did not grab my heart the same way it did yours it's funny because it is a turning of the tables it is it is a funny power dynamic where he rolls in there legs akimbo ready to you know bat his eyes and and get what he wants because that's what he used to and then he gets fucked over and uh and the old woman takes advantage of him and i think that is a funny flipping of the tables in this film I did and just the way that like his when he he walks out of the room and he just looks soul shaken. It's yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good it's a good little power play. The 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 callback to that scene actually did get a laugh out of me when he's stating his case of why he shouldn't be thrown out of the university later in the film and uh, yeah. on the sort of jury of professors she sits there and she does a sort of uh, quite promiscuous and. Uh, 
you know, suggestive tongue waggle at him. And uh, I laughed then. And part of the laugh, it was just pure, you know, like uh, paint by numbers, joke telling and movie making. But part of the laugh did stem from. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Remembering their sexual tryst earlier in the movie. So, uh, got you, guy. Got yeah, you. It did get me. Now, Tara Reid was a name I had not thought of, nor an actor <laughs> I had seen uh, in yeah. A pretty serious amount of time and just a very cursory look at it wikipedia page led me to uh what is undoubtedly a very depressing but also hilarious uh gossip tidbit yeah which is uh in the year 2016 tara mm-hmm. reed and an actor who's someone named dean may were mm-hmm. um throwing off a tv show called marriage boot camp reality stars because oh. it was revealed they were not in a relationship. Oh, oh no, Tara Reid. Tara <laughs> Reid, um, she's had some troubles, eh? She's kind of one of those forever in the headlines uh, celebrities, uh, eh? Not to the extent of some, but certainly I don't think her career, she came out like a, you know, like a bottle rocket and... Um, yeah. You know, and was was sort of typecast. I mean, because remember, she was in the Big Lebowski. Um, she was oh, Bunny God, Lebowski really? in the Big Lebowski, yeah. And then oh, on the back right. of that, she was in American Pie. And then you know, she did have this incredible run, sort of into the early to mid two thousands, where she was sort of uh, one of Hollywood's it girls. But as you say, and observed in Van Wilder, uh, I don't know that nothing. Yeah, I don't nothing know that to the put, table performance ever caught up to it like I, I remember really thinking she was quite good in the big lebowski and i remember enjoying her although i haven't watched them for a long time in american pie part of that enjoyment probably was like you know stemmed from the fact that i was a young adolescent boy and she was pitched as this this very attractive dream girl and uh mm. my very small reptilian uh hormone adult and horny brain just imagined you know I, I was not watching anything for acting performance at that point um but yeah, her, her career has not taken off. And I think in Van Wilder, you do see evidence of why that may be because she is literally reading off cue cards next to Ryan Reynolds' face. Um, yeah, she's phoning it in to the max. There's a few scenes when she was in the office acting as a journalist against the newspaper, the student newspaper boss, which I sort of uh, could get into. That guy I, was good, didn't you think? Her, yeah. Her uh, editor... He just had such a great... It was kind of like he was in a slightly different movie because he had such a good naturalistic style. It was just like, oh, fuck, i buy this for sure. Absolutely. Uh, but, I mean, did you think that her and her and Ryan had chemistry in any way? Mm, well, the only chemistry that was there was stuff that Ryan could manufacture with, you know, Can you, how, any like, star. 
Does your does your fandom of Ryan Reynolds start before Van Wilder or no, is Van Wilder no, where it all began? It. Because oh, it, ec- do you know he what? got a grip guys, on you and he yeah. never let go. Correct. Two guys and a girl was probably my first exposure to Ryan Reynolds, and when that was on the tally, I was like, "This kid's going places." I would have been about nine or something. Um, yeah. yeah, but he's like immediately. He just was so my cup of tea. Like he's so. Um, warm and charming and cheeky and hilarious and everything that he does. I really dig him. And so I saw this as like, this is the fucking dude. And that's why I was so absolutely excited about Deadpool. And I wasn't let down by the first one, but the second one wasn't quite as good, but always tricky to pull off that difficult sophomore album. Didn't they make more Deadpool? How do you mean? Like a third one? Uh, no, they've had a couple bites of the apple at the character within the Marvel Universe, so he's been in some of the other X-Men movies, but they kept fucking it up, um, like they'd introduce him in Wolverine movies and stuff, but like in one of them, for example, quick detour, he's called the Merc with the Mouth, right? That is Wade's, one of his nicknames, it's one of Deadpool's nicknames in um, the comic books, because he's like famous for his quips and his, his little asides. And in one of them, they fucking have him on screen for like 30 seconds and then glue his mouth shut. It's like, no, you've, that, that's kind of one of his superpowers, that he's really fucking hilarious. And you've literally taken his voice away. That's insane. When so they had was, to retcon the whole thing. When was that? Was that before Deadpool was released? That was before Deadpool was released. So that was an, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. It was like The Wolverine, I think. Because you... One of the Ryan Reynolds is dear to your heart in the same way that Deadpool is dear to Ryan Reynolds' heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so you can see the through line there. And Deadpool's always been a fucking cool character, like, you know, Ryan Reynolds or not. He's a very, very unique voice in the X-verse, in the X-Men universe. Because he's got all these things about him that are, like, completely different. All the X-Men are very earnest, you know, like you've got Professor Xavier, who's who's this kind of Christ-like savior figure, and you've got Scott Summers, Cyclops, who's who's this kind of leader, um, who's kind of like a Captain America, super earnest, rally the troops dude. And Deadpool is, um, first of all, a character who is aware that he is inside a comic book, and he does these like fourth wall breaks inside the panels where he talks to you, the reader, and and he's just fucking funny. And he can't be killed, pretty much. So, so you read the books? Um, I'm like, I'm a little brushed up on it. I haven't, I haven't read all of it. But so I'm a little brushed up on it. You, by the time you heard that Ryan Reynolds sort of that Deadpool was his thing, you, yeah. you had independent fandom of both of them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah. that was like a very exciting time for you. Yeah, but it also made perfect sense that he would love that because it's like. It's it's the same sort of humor as him, right? It's good shit, and especially after him in uh, in the Blade trill, uh, was it was he in two of them? I think he was in two and three, and he's ripped to fuck. You're like this dude can pull it off. Yeah, right. Ryan Reynolds to me is like, I'm sure he'd be fun to to have dinner with. Uh, like not even one on one. I just mean if you were at a dinner party and Ryan Reynolds was there, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, this guy's going to joke around the whole time." But he's never quite uh, seized me in the way I think he's 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 got to you. I've always admired how handsome he is. I mean, that is undeniable. Yeah, I think he was the sexiest man in the world one year. People magazine. You know, as far as I'm concerned, he could very well be the sexiest man in the world every year. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't quite. I don't know. I, can't, I I'm I have never followed him from project to project. He's always watch been him like- and Google some interviews. Watch him on like Graham Norton. Watch him interacting with with Hugh Jackman. And the thing about Ryan Reynolds as well is that it's it's not for nothing. Like his whole and this is you know slightly dark, but his whole kind of comic persona and the reason he makes all these jokes and stuff harkens back to his um, troubled childhood and his relationship that he had with his dad. So it's all like. He's just, he's a very, he's a goodie. He's a good, he's a good kind of character as Ryan Reynolds. I love him. I love, I, I love that you love him, Tim. I will say that. He's I also uh, very much enjoyed, and I think this is what placed Van Wilder in the same wheelhouse and made the time go by so quickly 
as American Pie and Road Trip. Uh, the soundtrack was incredible. Fuck, uh, yes, it was. How good is the soundtrack on this movie? I used to uh, listen to it all the time. Like, I, I downloaded all the songs in it, and I'd, I'd listen to it heaps when I was in high school. You could put this on, if you can find it. I'm sure someone's put it together on Spotify. Walk around, and for a day, you would be living inside of an early 2000s frat boy comedy. Like, it is crazy how much that music captures not just an era, but like a, a feeling within it. Um, yeah, exa- you, exactly. That's so well articulated. And I think that's why I fucking dug my hooks into this movie so deep as well, because you know how important soundtracks and music and scoring is to me in a film oh absolutely and uh and this just nails it yeah it's it sounded like one some 41 song 12 different ways but (laughs) uh to their credit you know that that works and that's what the movie called for i i would love to know what cal penn uh thinks about his experience or like i i guess he he loved it because he did a sequel right there was a second Van Wilder that centered around his character. Rise of Taj, I think it's called. And I did a lot watch of... it at some point, but it is fucking brutal. It's yeah. terribly bad. Well, I'm I'm embarrassed to say, but I remember... Uh, I'm only embarrassed to say with the information I have now, but uh, a lot of the laugh lines I remember from when I first saw the movie were from Taj, from Cal Penn specifically, uh, through this sort of thick put-on... Indian accent, uh, like saying, I want to study the great American art of muff diving. Like That's that is, funny, though. That is funny. That is embed- But, you know, like there was, there was social capital to be gained by wheeling that out, you know, at morning tea time in front of the fellas. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know they exactly. Did you some chums on the first 15, did it? Uh, I don't think the first 15 were listening to me and the boys doing our movie impressions, but certainly amongst the fellas I was already friends with, it did nothing Who to were hurt those my people? standing. Was, was that Drama Club? Uh, no, nah, it's not Drama Club. I don't know that the Where Drama are Club you were guys? watching Van but, Wilder. But, take me there. We're in high school. Who are you hanging out with? Who are the fellas? So th- I'm From pretty sure... whence do they roam? This is the first year of high school. So this is... Uh, not one, not any one group, but it's like I was sort of a, a, I was socially fluid in that I was friendly with, but not close to, you know, I like to think all groups, your jocks, your cool guys, your theatre geeks. And then I had my own very close group of friends. But you can a only real get... Van Wilder of a man at yeah. high school was Guy Montgomery. You only get value out of one impression per group. So I would wheel this out in front of, Anyone who would listen once. Um, I also did a, a, a hold on, a, hold on, hold on. So you would do you would do the Indian accent that Cal Penn does. Well, yeah. So I want to study the great American art of muff diving. You know, if the, if, if Van Wilder ever came up, and you know, I think the reason why I gravitated towards impressions, and if I found one from a movie that everyone knew, I, I latched onto, it, was because as you know, Tim, I wasn't allowed to watch TV when I was yeah. younger, and yeah. like. Everyone would watch this TV. The, and by the these... way, young parents or parents-to-be, heed this warning. Guy Montgomery is what happens when you remove screen time entirely. Yeah. Uh, and so I would like watch people doing impressions of shows, and often I would lie about having seen something that I hadn't seen just so that I could feel like I was part of the conversation. But that just made it worse because then I'd sit through oh. like 20 minutes of impressions and jokes that I don't know or remember but pretending to laugh at the right moments. It was a nightmare. But so if ever oh I could sink if I, if I could sink my teeth into one that I could you know, I could actually contribute, uh, I'd get very excited. Fair enough. I'm not surprised. So Guy, do you have a um a shining light of this movie? It seems like as an entire piece, you d- you weren't thrilled with it. Uh I I gotta say just for the sheer idiocy of the humor and how much it reminded me of a time when I found that sort of thing funny, the first shot on the gargantuan prosthetic balls that Van Wilder's dog has <laughs> raised a very loud chuckle from me. Uh, and in seeing them and immediately remembering that they were going to be emptied later in the film, sort of, yeah. uh, all of that to me uh, was, it did, it did have me laughing. 
So we should talk about that scene, actually, shouldn't we? Because this is sort of um, one of the scenes that the movie is really famous for and remembered for. And I, I'm not a huge fan of the scene, but, you know, there's a lot of pranks in this movie back and forth going between Van and Richard. And one of them is that Van Wilder has a... What kind of dog is it? Like a... Um, French like a, bulldog or something. Sort of in yeah, that family. A big, fat, puggy-looking thing. Huge testicles. Which undeniably hilarious, and which spawns a very good line. Uh, Van Wilder's friend, who I really should know the name of, but I can't remember his name, goes, um, "You really got to have that guy noted." And Van, without missing a beat, just goes, "It's up to him." Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was good. Anyway, they um, end up buying a bunch of cream-filled donuts, removing the cream, and then jacking off Colossus, the dog, into those cream donuts, and then dressing them up so they look normal again, delivering them to the frat that Richard is the president of, and then all the boys are tucking in uh, with greater plum to these uh, freshly inseminated donuts, and then there's Polaroid pictures at the bottom showing the process of how they got made, which leads to the greatest uh, inconsistency or, or like camera mistake of this movie, which is when Jeannie gets spewed on by one of the guys, and they don't even cut away. They cut to another shot of her where she gets spewed on on the opposite side. They just go from one shot to the other. So, so that, they, that's there. Yeah, that, that is... That is definitely in there. Sorry, I was just trying to do... So I, I missed a key linking part of your story while remembering all of the details as I was trying to figure out who exactly the character you were referring to is. He's called Techie. Oh, Gene. He, no, he's called, he's called Hutch. Hutch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hutch. But he was played by a cast member from MTV's Real World. A guy oh, called true. Tech Holmes. Yeah. Um, I did wonder what what came of this guy or who he was. So is he is he acting now or is he kind of one of those? I'm doing air quotes like a personality type dude. Uh, his Instagram bio reads television producer for the Laugh Mob on True TV. I don't know that he's up to an awful lot. Hey man, he's a TV producer. That's something. He's making he's making television. Good on him. Yeah, he, he, his hyperlink for his Wikipedia page leads to the real world MTV as opposed to his own personalized entry. So it's hard to know exactly how it's going. But, um, you know, judging by the Instagram photos, he appears to lead a happy life. And it's very uh, good to hear. I'm not upset about that. Tim, what was your shining light? Uh,. It's because I truly do buy into this movie and I love this movie. It is when, so there's a, um, the kind of crescendo of this film of all the bad stuff happening. The all is lost moment is that one of the pranks Richard plays on Van Wilder is that Van has organized a party and, um, for, for money. Cause that's how he's paying for his college tuition at this point. And Richard sneaks in a whole bunch of little kids and gets them fucking hammered on Jägermeister and then calls the college police on him. And so he gets snapped out for underage drinking at a party that he was in charge of. And that's how he gets uh, expelled. And then there's, uh, so he's packing up all his stuff and there's kind of this brooding montage of him looking sad and packing up all his shit. And then it goes to the Taj who's sitting in the, um, Taj, by the way, who's played by Cal Penn as his assistant for the duration of this film. So the very start of the film opens up with an audition process of all these people, um, trying, trying to get hired for the spot of, um, of Van Wilder's assistant. So he's kind of his, his PA slash EA for this film. So we got, Taj sitting in the library by himself surrounded by books uh, and he's looking in the student handbook which is this huge tome for the university and he finds a clause, a potential out and he's so excited and he runs back to Van and he says, Van look you can appeal the expulsion within 48 hours it says here right in the school charter and then Van says no it's all done, I'm, I'm done with the school it's, it's all over and then um Taj gives a big speech and then they walk outside to look at the hallway and everyone's holding a school charter where they too have found the clause that will help Van Wilder stay at the school just a little bit longer and they're all coming in and he says, get me the law club. And uh, I love that, man. I love that. Van oh. Wilder returning to his you previous just, like, position you, of you power. Bought, you just buy into that moment of the uh, the movie. Yeah. 
It's a genuine. Yeah, I am taking the movie on its own terms. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. It's yes. inspired. And then the the head of the law club is like, I don't know if it must have been an ode to uh, Jackie Childs, who's the the lawyer from Seinfeld, who speaks in very quick pace and sort of a, and with big words. Um, but it's got to be a direct reference to him because it was like they literally lifted the character and cast a younger guy to play him. And then they do a fun OJ joke as well. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's all part of the same thing because Jackie Childs, the lawyer from Seinfeld, was based on, uh, I can't remember his name, Johnny someone, who was the OJ lawyer. Right. It's all, it's all very neatly wrapped up for you. Um, there was one thing I did take issue with in the movie, Tim, amongst you know many legitimate gripes just a logic thing yeah. uh at the start you know he he walks out and he's he's pantsless for some reason when he's trying to talk a nervous freshman on his first day at school who's climbed to the top of one of the buildings and is threatening to jump uh yeah. van wilder approaches him and sort of sort of you know with his sage words of wisdom tells him that everything's going to be okay not to get too worried about it all yeah and then um the guy, he sort of like feels, he turns away from him like, yeah, job well done. That guy's not going to jump. And the guy then jumps. Yeah. Um, which, if I'm going to be honest with you, uh, given the tone of the movie, I thought it was a joke and it made me laugh. Uh, but then I see that he's jumped onto a, a small trampoline. A net. Yeah. Like, but a net. I don't think he was aiming for that tramp, you know, and then everyone reacts as though Van Wilder's done this great public service by saving this guy's life. But the fact he jumps at all when he could have turned around and safely descended the building tells me that's not what the guy wanted at all. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. And, and when you break it down like that, it's basically making a joke out of suicide, which is no laughing well, uh, matter. But- and you know, to my uh, detriment, that's not even what I took issue with. But I was just like. This doesn't make sense, logically. And then later on in the movie, the same guy's seen wearing a T-shirt when everyone's rallying behind Van so he can stay in the school, saying, Van saved my life. And I'm like, has he bought in to this misguided mythos that him jumping off the building was the only way for him to keep living? The The only reason this is illogical is because you've decided in your mind that he wasn't aiming for the net. Why would you risk it when you can just walk back down? Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't a net either. I don't either. know, man. It was like a tiny circular exercise trampoline. This isn't fucking Schindler's List, all right? It's a National Lampoon cash grab. They're just uh, trying to make money somehow in this post-Chevy Chase era. Yeah, and to their credit, they made $38 million against a budget of $5 million. Well, Fucking well done to everyone except Tara Reid, who I thought really was phoning this in and didn't deserve it. No, you know what? Also well done to Tara Reid for having a career that got her to the point where she got cast. Uh, I'm, I I remembered at the end when she shows up with the the, the lays for that party yeah. uh, as though she's made a decision that she's going to be with Van. I remembered yeah. that from my childhood and I was like, I was sort of like, oh, that's right. What a sweet and iconic moment for it to all come flooding back. So uh, well done. Well done to the How- Patreon pals for choosing such a... An easy to watch film for us. They this this was a this I feel was a real favour to me, and I really do appreciate it. You are all very special and lovely people. I won't say that often because sometimes you throw us real dungers that are super long and super terrible. But I'm very grateful. Uh, I, I am Marie condoing the whole community we have on Patreon. I'm holding you close, and you are sparking me joy. So let's keep holding on to it and keep each other around well uh is that that it tim i want actually to do one thing before we go i i I want a final assessment of the film from you give it a um how many uh how many tara's read out of a hundred would you give this no relation to james reed by the way I don't even understand. I don't even understand what a Tara's read is, but I would give it uh, thirty. It's the plural of Tara read. Thirty's uh, pretty well, low, feel, man. I feel like it's we harsh. should be grading it on like a scale of Miller lights or something from zero to a yeah. hundred. 
what is an appropriate? How many fucking red beer pong cups is it out of nine? Wait, six. Uh, Wait, ten. It's still. Three. I'm trying to think of the configuration. It's out of six, right? You usually have three layers. So one, then two, then three, sometimes then four. You're overthinking it. The movie's no good. It's not. It's good. It's all right. Watch the movie, everyone, but please, please don't think less of me when you do. That's all I have to say. I'm giving this nine out of nine red cups. Jesus. National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Well, surely you have a career in mind. Not really. I'm bouncing off the walls again. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.